The Australian aviation industry has been rocked by several horrible, tragic accidents over the last couple of weeks. Why does it keep happening and what can we do about it? And also, how do we deal with that loss when it hits us so close to home? I'm going to talk about that and more coming right up. So strap in and let's get into it. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 62 of Flight Training Australia, the podcast all about flight training and flying in Australia and beyond. I'm your host Trent Robinson, thank you for joining me. Happy New Year, it is 2023 if you can even believe it. So Happy New Year to you all. I truly hope you all had a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful time with family and friends. I did um, intend to get an episode out on Boxing Day and uh, look, I apologise, but for those up here in the Territory or aware, you would have realised that um, there was a terrible tragic accident up here, which um, I'll talk about in a minute. And I honestly was just devastated and just didn't have it in me to to do anything. So that's what happened last week. And just getting a bit busy with New Year's and working and things going on at home. Uh, I've had to delay till today. But I'm back and back into the regular routine of coming out every Monday. So, yeah, look, a terrible, tragic accident up here in the Territory. Young pilot, um, reasonably new to the Territory, uh, lost his life on uh, Christmas Eve and the wreck wasn't found until Christmas Day later in the afternoon. It really goes to show and highlight the remoteness of the uh, the area up here. Um, there's just nothing for miles and miles and was only a few miles off track but um, took some time until the wreck was finally located and sadly he and the passenger uh, lost their lives in that accident. So it was a terrible day, rocked a lot of us up here um, only to then know that there was another accident just a few days earlier in Perth um, and then another one in New South Wales and I'm like, what is going on? And then even today... Um, being a Monday, this is coming out uh, tomorrow, Tuesday for you guys listening. Um, the accident off SeaWorld with the two helicopters. Um, again, you just think, wow, what? Where are we going wrong? What's going on? Um, now, for those that know me, I'm not going to try and uh, hypothesize or figure out what happened. And whilst we all think those things, I'm certainly not going to voice those opinions. Um, publicly until such time as we get the actual accident reports. Reason being, there could be reasons that look so obvious. Um, we go, well, that's why this happened. But there can be many underlying factors that may have contributed to it. Um, may not have stopped anything from happening, um, but we need to be careful not to be jumping on our soapboxes and trying to tell everyone else what happened and why and how. We just simply don't have all the facts. The biggest thing is that we just need to acknowledge these terrible incidents have happened and do happen. Um, be mindful of our colleagues and friends and family that have been affected by these accidents and do our darndest 
to ensure that they don't happen again. So it really was a, a terrible Christmas period um, with some tragic loss of life. But they do affect so many. Um, they, you know, the first responders, the, the first ones on the scene, um, and then, of course, the, the family, the deceased, but also the work colleagues and those that work close in the industry, um, even in a similar area. It doesn't really matter who we all work for. We're, we're all family. We're all colleagues, and we're all here to do the same thing, and that is just share our passion of aviation together and um, build our careers and experience and do some amazing things along the way, hopefully, and, and reach whatever milestone or pinnacle that is um, in our career path. And none of us, uh, as I often will say, I just want to do everything I can to try and ensure everyone goes home at the end of the day. And um, the loss of life for someone pursuing that career is, is, is just a horrible thing. So it is really important that we, we talk about these things, um, both from a training and preventative point of view, but when an incident like this happens um, so close to home, um, for those who worked directly with him. Um, again, my deepest condolences to family and friends. Um, I know what it's like, and it is just a horrible uh, thing to go through. And it brings the reality of what we do um, sometimes to, to the forefront, I think, and makes us really think about what it is that we're doing and the potential dangers. Uh, aviation is incredibly safe. We're very, very fortunate to live in an industry that is well-regulated and everyone does their bit, uh, both from the regulation point of view, the maintenance and the, the, the you know, adherence to the rules and procedures that are put in there to, to keep us safe. Um, it's so important that we recognise that these things can still hit us, especially when we're least expecting it. Um, Christmas time, the worst of all, you know, it, it doesn't make the loss of life any lesser or greater, but certainly when we're all meant to be celebrating and having great time with family and friends, it's just a tragic thing to happen. And it makes everyone think about what is they're doing and maybe just the reflection on their own career and their pathway and, and, and how they go about things and maybe just readdress things a little bit more. Training uh, is, is such an important thing of what we do. I just think if, if the, there's anything these last few uh, weeks have highlighted, it's that we can never rest when it comes to pushing the safety messages, uh, maintaining or introducing training methodologies within our organisation. Other organisations can maybe look at these accidents um, once you know the, the actual causes are found and address their own methods, processes, SOPs, um, training, reviews, OPCs, all these things that are coming into play soon to help uh, address that. But it's got to come from a strong safety-focused culture from within that organisation. If money becomes the driving factor where training costs money um, and the minimum is done, then you know we can potentially say that we're asking for trouble Australia is an incredibly safe country to fly in. We have pilots who are skilled um, and sought over world over. It's important that we maintain that and we keep that coming along um, in all 
levels, be it initial ab initio delivery or right through to continual monitoring and check and training through flight tests or internal company uh, check flights and the like. How we go about this is obviously not necessarily all in our control, but us as pilots individually, we can do things, we can speak up and we can say enough is enough if we're feeling that we're working in a, in a place uh, that may not be maintaining the standards that we would like to see or we feel that should be done. And we should be able to speak up and say these things without fear of persecution or uh, losing jobs. It's really important to stick together when something like this happens. For those of you that have been affected directly, um, you know, keep talking to each other, discuss the incident from what you know, and just check in on each one. Sometimes when you're left alone and you start thinking about it more, um, it, it can it can just be devastating. I know for myself personally, um, you know, I had absolutely no part to play in what happened up here um, or any of the other incidents. But as a trainer and 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 checker and someone, you know, with this podcast and everything else that I'm doing to try and spread the message, you know, I I was just gutted and just thought not knowing what the reason for the cause of accident was, but what if there was something more I could have done? And I know that there's nothing directly um, that I did that resulted in whatever happened. And again, like I said, we still don't know. But I take it uh, really personally and it's something that I want to just continue to do and push that it doesn't matter whether we feel like we might have talked about a topic um, the what's going on in the territory up here is a classic example of the the uh, the change of the guard. If anything, the the number of new pilots that have been coming up here um, may not have attended a wet season seminar, may not have attended other uh, CASA seminars, may be first job out of commercial training. We can't say that. Well, we talked about that last year because people who are here now may not have been there last year. So it's critical that we keep talking about these things. We keep pushing the safety messages. Uh, we support the CASA safety seminars when they visit to town. And if there's something that you want to talk about, let me know. Email me and I will be only too happy to talk about it. And if I need to get someone in um, who knows more about it than I do, then or better, you know, better suited to talk about it, then I'll do everything I can to get them in and cover the topics uh, that you guys want to listen to on this podcast because that's what it's for. It's here for you. Um, it's here to support you, to give you ideas, uh, to give you confidence, to help your learning and um, generate hopefully some discussion out amongst you all about uh, things that you hear here and help spread the word and, of course, tell them about the podcast so they can listen to themselves, uh, listen to it themselves firsthand. All right. Um, if anyone up here or anyone wants to, uh, you know, touch base, if you are feeling, um, you know, a little bit lost or or troubled by uh, those things that have happened, feel free to reach out to me. I'm more than happy to talk to you. I'm obviously not a specialist in the area. Uh, AFAP, 
do offer support and counselling. And whilst we all might think we're big, strong and tough and uh, we don't need to talk to somebody, you'd be surprised how good it can be just to talk with someone who knows what they're doing. Um, obviously, you know, you can talk to a, a GP or a Dami as well or any of the other sort of counselling services that are out there. A lot of employers will offer these sort of services to you. You may or may not be aware of that, um, but ask. But don't be afraid to do so. Um, we're all in this together and it's really, really important that we talk about these things um, so that doesn't become something that manifests um, and affects our judgment out in the field and we become another statistic ourselves. Talking of uh, experience and things, I just want to talk about the few things that have happened this last week to myself personally. Um, and we've had some a real strong monsoon coming through the top end at the moment. And you've heard the wet season seminar uh, or the presentation that I did a little while ago of Harry uh, Burns Fab from the Bureau of Met. And if you haven't heard that, I strongly encourage you to have a read or listen rather and have another listen because um, we're really experiencing a strong monsoon season. Now, if you're not sure what a monsoon is, it's essentially your typical winter down south, um, wind, rain, low cloud, stormy conditions, but it's still 25 to 30 degrees. <laughs> That's pretty much the difference. But, yeah, lots of squally conditions. Um, at the moment we've got ex-tropical cyclone early uh, that's uh, come through uh, the central area and across through to Broome, and that's just been uh, maintaining as a strong uh, tropical low and pulling down that weather from uh, Indonesia area and Timor. And the rain has uh, been constant and flooding has occurred everywhere, not quite as bad as uh, the east coast, but the typical sort of wet season uh, wetlands are all silver and shiny and full of water now. Crocodiles are migrating everywhere and um, there's not been a lot of flying going on. But there's a lot of pressure. People still want to go somewhere. Aircraft are still booked. And I've been really, really pleased to hear after talking to a few of the pilots from local operators up here in Darwin that a lot of the, uh, the strong messages have been that not to push it. And if you're not happy, don't go. And I can't say any more than I'm just super stoked to hear that. It's just so important. VMC uh, conditions can be right on the minimum VMC levels. And I've talked about this before of what 5,000 metres actually looks like. And it's really not a lot at all. All right. But when we're talking about 1,200 foot cloud and then flying over terrain that's rising up below us, it really doesn't leave a lot of gap and a lot of room for error. I was thinking about it today. I had to take my wife back to uh, the Tiwi Islands, as I've been doing over this period. She's nearly finished this stint, and the weather's been uh, blowing, and there's a bit of a window started to appear. So I was finishing training a student here at Darwin, and I called her up and said, yep, I'll be ready to grab you. Went home, picked her up, brought her out. We jumped in the uh, in the barren, and uh, it was raining. And the weather radar was indicating that the conditions were going to improve and uh, this shower would basically be done by the time I'd done the run-ups and things would be good to go. Unfortunately, it wasn't the case. And what happened instead was as the weather approached the coastline, it strengthened 
the weather radar started going from green to yellow to orange to bits bits of red. Strong strawly condi- squally conditions, strong uh, winds and rain. The visibility was basically uh, impenetrable, and it just wasn't going to take off minima and be suitable to go. So I sat up in the run-up bay for a little bit, got everything done, and I was just sitting there watching it. And, you know, she's got to get to work tomorrow, normal sort of pressures, but it doesn't have to go. You know, if we don't make it today, it's not a big drama. I was just about to call ground and say we'll go back to the general aviation terminal area, and they called up and said, when ready, taxi to Holy Point Bravo. And I thought, hmm, I said, look, thanks, but the weather's getting worse and I'm going to head back um, and I'll cancel clearance. But I know flying with people that that could be the moment where a tragedy unfolds. And because the tower sort of gave them a clearance to head off, they sort of felt compelled to follow it. Just remember, air traffic control are just doing a job. They asked me to sit in the holding bay uh, whilst we just waited for the weather to settle and they dealt with the traffic that was uh, coming in. Once that, that was out of the way, in their view, they could they had capacity to handle me. But that wasn't necessarily to do with the weather or its suitability. They don't know what equipment I've got on board the aircraft. I didn't have a radar on this particular one and that was one of the limiting factors where other aircraft with radar could go because uh, they could navigate the weather much easier. But what if a lesser, less experienced pilot kind of succumbed to that and then taxied off and then potentially felt then compelled, well, I'm here now, I kind of have to go and take off. And I know pilots have felt that because I've had those very similar responses on training flights. So the message I just want to say is, you know, like we, we taxied back and we talked about it and she's a pilot too and we got to the point where I said, it's funny, like it almost feels like a failure because I haven't got to got you to where you need to go. But in fact, it's actually a success because we're both here, fit and healthy and alive. Nothing's happened and we'll just go later. And in the end, um, I did another training session on the ground and instrument flying, funnily enough. And then after that was finished, the weather started to clear. I called her up. We came and um, I got her there and back quite successfully still some weather around but nothing nasty like before and job done so i just want you to really you know think about that pilot command judgment as well and think about do i really need to go right now and don't let air traffic control not that they did anything wrong um in instance in this instance nothing wrong at all um but don't let them fly the plane remember you're in control You fly the aircraft, and if you're not happy, just request a taxi back. So what if they've given you a clearance? Just say, sorry, can't comply with it. I'm going to head back, thanks. Or can I get this instead? Give them something that works. But don't be afraid to turn back. If the weather goes bad, it's just not worth it. Turn around, try again later on, or if that means cancelling the flight, or see maybe you've got an IFR option um, that's available within the organisation, then set that up instead all right guys look hopefully that wasn't too much of a ramble um the biggest thing that i want to see is that we all get home safely every day and if there's anything that i can do to help with uh 
spreading messages, talking about topics that you want to hear. As I said before, please don't hesitate to let me know. Um, info at flighttrainingaustralia.com.au. You can send me an email there. Contact me on Instagram, Facebook, and I will respond and sort something out as soon as uh, practical for you all. Just like Eugenio did, um, I mentioned anyone who contacts me over the last month um, going to draw for a free Flight Training Australia hat and pen. And Eugenio, you, uh, your name was drawn out of the list. So, mate, I will be in contact with you soon to get your address and send that off to you very, very soon. A couple of you, bless your cotton socks, have also asked about um, some Flight Training Australia merchandise or where you could buy a hat. Um, I'm just looking at, I've only got a few printed up, uh, but I'll have a look at setting up an online store or uh, however that works very, very soon, um, or whether I keep the same style or I need to go to a different one for ease of production and distribution. But thank you for all of those of you that have uh, asked me about hats and uh, things. That, that support's fantastic, and I'd love to see them out and about um, when you actually get one. So stay tuned on that. I'll get that sorted um, over the next couple of weeks and announce that or what you can do to get one. All right, everyone, it's got a big year. Uh, heaps planned, as always. We've got some fantastic interviews, um, which I'm hopefully going to get a couple done this week. And they'll start dropping very, very soon with some uh, really great, interesting people to listen to. And until then, blue skies, stay safe, and remember the golden rule. Aviate, navigate, communicate. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.